0: All right, welcome everyone to today's podcast. It is Wednesday, and uh, what we're talking about today is the food, you wanna know the food that makes you thin, right? Is there a food that makes you thin? Yes, and it may not be one that you normally think about for some reason, I don't know why, Um, because it's been part of our, Diet for millions of years, one of the primary parts. And in the last 50 years or so, this food has been stripped away pretty much. And you could probably say that's been a big contributor to the obesity epidemic. I don't know. You'll have to make your own decision on that. So, what is the food? It is fiber. It is fiber. Fiber full foods make you feel full. So, that's the thing we want to remember because there's three big reasons why fiber is so effective in helping you to lose weight. Because, you know, weight loss isn't just about reducing calories. I mean, technically it is, but the bigger question is how do you get yourself to reduce calories consistently, right? That's the real secret. And the way you do that is to manage your hunger, okay? So there's three big reasons why fiber-full foods are so helpful in helping you lose weight. The first one is, that when you're eating some food with a lot of fiber in it, the calories in that food are binded to the fiber. And so the first thing that, that that happens from that is that because those calories are binded to the fiber, it's a slower absorption. And that is better for your body because there's not that spike of glucose and then that you know crash of, uh, of it being cleared out by the insulin. And so it's a slower, more stable absorption and release of, of glucose into your bloodstream which is really beneficial because it makes you feel satisfied longer, right? When it's a slow, steady release of uh, glucose, as opposed to a spike and then a crash. Um, When we eat foods that don't have much fiber in them, again, like flour and sugar, for example, those are powders. And so they're absorbed into your blood really fast and they cause this spike and then a crash. And so with fiber foods, again, it's a slower release. The second big thing is that because these calories are binded to the fiber, um, a lot of times they don't even, they're never even released, right? So some of these calories percentage-wise are just going to pass right through you without ever being absorbed. And so, you know, you eat 100 calories of flour, all of that's getting absorbed into your body. 100 calories in a fiber form, uh, a percentage of those are going to pass right through you without ever being absorbed. And so you're consuming those calories, but you're not absorbing them, right? And that's a that's a beneficial way to, you know, You're eating more and it's making you feel full, but you're not absorbing as many calories. So I think that makes sense. That's going to help you lose weight. And then finally, the big thing about uh, uh, fiber is that it's not absorbed at all, right? So the fiber is not absorbed and it stays in your intestines and it passes through you. And so what happens is that fiber makes you feel fuller longer. OK, so there's a thing in your intestines called the ileal break. And so when our intestines are full of fiber, we feel more satisfied. We feel fuller as opposed to powders that just kind of are absorbed. And then, you know, we're hungry again. So when you start eating more fiberful foods, it makes the weight loss process easier because the calories you're consuming, you're getting more satisfaction from them, more satiety. OK, they're making you feel fuller longer and that's going to help you lose weight right because we all have the the wrong idea that the way to lose weight is to be really really hungry right so we're starving we're fighting against our our hunger and it's important to recognize that it's not about it's not about being hungry and fighting against that it's strategically managing your hunger right that's the real secret and probably the most effective way you can manage your hunger is by consuming a diet with a lot of fiber in it. Now, people always ask me, what are the most fiber-rich foods then, right? And so we don't need to go to that level. You don't have to eat just the most fiber-rich foods, okay? Um, What you want to do is you want to start introducing into your diet more fiber. And so it doesn't have to come in only the most fiber-packed forms, all right? Get that out of your mind. Um, You know, what we want to do is, so that the big four, I suppose, are fruits, vegetables, greens, beans. These are great for- sources of fiber. And so as you consume more of that fiber in your diet, and again, so I, I'm trying to get you out of the idea. I know Americans are like, give me the most fiber, I'll put all the fiber in there. But if we could kind of chill on that and start integrating into our diet a higher percentage of vegetables, fruits, greens, beans, you're gonna start to build up the fiber. And what I've noticed is when you increase the fiber, it's not about eating like an apple and then all of a sudden feeling satisfied or a salad and all of a sudden feeling satisfied. What I've noticed personally and with a lot of my clients is it's really a process that accumulates over time, okay? So that the more fiber you're eating consistently over the days, the more you're kind of filling up your intestines with fiber, right? You gotta get into the nuts and nitty gritty of of it all. But um, that makes you feel fuller you know and I, I can't i can't articulate how important that is enough because a lot of what's been stripped from our modern diet but think about this processed foods uh, what's been stripped from them is the fiber right because fiber doesn't process well it doesn't freeze well it doesn't package well and so a lot of the fibers have been stripped from our modern day processed foods because of that and so we're getting a lot of foods that again there's not that fiber and so it's that instant absorption that spike of glucose, that release of insulin, that overwhelming the system. It's very unnatural because most of history, most of our food was packed with fiber, right? We were eating things constantly that were natural. Most natural foods have a lot of fiber in them. And so we were getting a lot of fiber and that made us feel more satisfied. That's how we've evolved over millions of years. And so all of a sudden, the last 50 years, you know, the biggest shift that's happened in our diet in the whole history of humankind, bigger than going from being hunter-gatherers, living off the land, to farming, even bigger than that, has been the industrial revolution, and the processing of our food, where again, the number one thing we're doing is we're stripping the fiber out of it. And so we've removed this most important ingredient um, from our diet. Now, they've said for years, oh, it doesn't matter, you don't absorb it. But again, you have to think of things in a systemic way. It's not just about if you absorb it and what it does to you. It's the side, you know, residual effects of it, the secondary benefits of it that I've mentioned. Those are the big ones. And so as you start creating a diet more full of fiberful foods, you're going to feel more full. (laughs) Say that 10 times fast, right? Um, And it's going to be easier. That's the point I'm trying to make because you got to stop with the, I'll do anything to lose weight. I don't care how hard it is. You have to stop with that because that's a short-term approach. And you wanna start thinking about how can I strategically change my eating so that I'm easily and comfortably consuming less calories regularly, because that's how you live at your new goal weight, as opposed to just lose some weight for a little while. And I would say, eating-wise, one of the most powerful strategies you have are to introduce more fiberful foods into it and start eating those, all right? Um, so yeah, if, you, if y'all have any questions, you know, feel free to ask those and, and I will answer them. Um, Norhan says, "I love apples. Yeah, me too. Love apples. Um, eating them every day. Uh, and oh, and okay, psyllium husk too. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, you know. And again, you know, like there's there's obviously supplementations for fiber. But first off, I would always say the best source is natural. Like again, fruits, vegetables, beans, greens um, as the main source of it because there's other benefits too. Um, but again, the key thing I want to remember is that you you keep it, it's a it's an accumulated effect, is what I've noticed. And um, and prepare; it can feel a little weird for a week or two. Okay, just just so understand that that sometimes when when we're adding more fiber, oh, I, I can only speak for myself here, um, and, and, and clients that, I, that I've heard say this. But when you first start introducing more fiber into your diet, you may feel fuller. You know, for a week or two, you may feel like I felt. To be honest, I felt like someone poured cement into my intestines. You know, for a week or two. Um, it wasn't that uncomfortable, but it was, it was a little uncomfortable, I would say, but I, I got used to that. I, I kind of, you know, I don't know, whatever it worked through. And now that was one of the biggest shifts I ever made in my whole diet though, what was adding more fiber into it because it made me feel so much more satisfied that, you know, <laughs> and I always say this, um, and I just want to, a sunny disposition. Thank you. They, they mentioned that the videos are helpful. I'm really glad. I'm glad you're, you're enjoying them and they're, they're helping you. Um, I, I talk, I get out of these lives all the time and I talk about uh, how the big problem we have in this culture, in this country, is the way we think about weight loss is primarily through a diet lens. You know, we've been exposed to a lifetime of diet marketing to the point now that we almost can't separate weight loss from dieting, right? It's hard to imagine how to lose weight without going on a diet. You know, it's that it's infected our thinking that much. And there's so many negative Effects from thinking about weight loss in a diet-oriented way. <laughs> um, there are just a lot of them. But one of the big ones are that... I'll, I'll, kinda, I'll, I'll share with you. So, so the outermost kind of framing of diet thinking is that it's temporary. You know, I'm going to diet until I lose the weight, you know? And so our subconscious mind thinks of dieting as a temporary thing. And as soon as we think about something temporarily, we and that's not that pleasant. We want to get it over it as quick as possible. Right? And as soon as we think, okay, that's a temporary thing. I want to get it done as quick as possible. Well, then that brings us to, let me choose the most extreme plan. Right? I want to get quick results and I want to do this as fast as possible. Let me, I don't care what I have to do. I just want to lose the weight. And that's where a lot of people find themselves. That they're subconsciously, the only way they think about losing weight is these extreme plans. And even to the point they might not even feel extreme anymore because we're so habituated to it. But um, yeah, it's always this kind of extreme thing. You know, and one part of that, one, one flavor of, of an extreme plan is that a lot of times people are looking for the most difficult weight loss plan they can find because subconsciously they're subconsciously in their mind, the most extreme plan fastest results. So why not? You see? So there's so much kind of deprogramming you have to do when it comes to your weight loss to kind of correct your mindset. You know, because um, again, I mean, you've been exposed to millions of diet ads at this point in your life, and they're all aiming you in the wrong direction, <laughs> you know, completely. It's a broken mindset, you know, and um, it, it's, it's wrong all the way down. I could, again, I could go through all the reasons why dieting and that mindset really sets you up for failure. You know, but I will tell you one of the things that happens now because of that dieting mindset is subconsciously you're always, you want it to be hard. You expect like to lose weight is going to be difficult. You're going to have a lot of hunger. You're going to have to fight a lot of unhealthy cravings. You know, it's going to be miserable. It's going to, you're going to feel deprived. And so you assume these things and you're always just imagine they have to be there. They don't <laughs> start asking yourself the question, how can I lose weight in the easiest way possible? How can I lose weight in a fun, enjoyable way? You know, like these are questions you never, ever ask. And so you consequently never, ever answer them, you know, but when you start asking these questions, weight, and, and again, you, you, let me back it up a little more because this is the diet mindset. Another wrong part of it is that you don't even want to lose weight. That's not your goal your goal is not to lose weight. Your goal is to get to your goal weight and live there the rest of your life on your autopilot. Is that not a better articulation of your real goal? You see? And so you have to articulate this clearly because your subconscious mind is very, very literal. Um, it's like a computer in some ways, you know, where you have to be very, very specific with how you frame things and how you say things. And if you're not, you're going to get what you get. All right. And, uh, so it's important what you say. You have big eyes. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so so what you say is going to impact everything that follows it. And so even to the point, I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. No, you don't just want to lose weight. You want to get to your goal weight and live there forever, right? That That's the secret. And so once you start, you know, like it's like you think about yourself at the starting line, right? And there, there's kind of two races in front of you. And one is I just want to lose weight. And one is I want to get to my goal weight and live there the rest of my life on your autopilot, right? These are two different races to run. One's a sprint and one is a marathon. And you want the sprint because you you think you'll get the fastest results. But when it comes to a sprint, you know, one of the things that's embedded in that, if you make a mistake on a sprint, you trip a little bit, you've lost that race, right? A sprint requires perfection to win it, you see? Whereas the marathon, you can make some mistakes and still win it. And so, again, this is another mindset aspect. So the way that you're thinking about weight loss is really setting up for failure. So if you've struggled to lose weight, I guarantee you the primary reason is right up in your head. Your mindset's more important than your genetics, your menopause, your hormones, your metabolic disorder, (laughs) you know, any of it. You know what I mean? It, It all comes down to your mindset. And unfortunately, again, you've been exposed to so much shitty programming from the diets that um, it's hard it's hard to, uh, you know, really get your head straight to, to get some forward momentum on it, you know, because there is so much unhelpful programming wrap rolling around in your mind, you know. So anyways, that's what I always help people with is, is really changing the way they think about this whole process because it can be easier. It can be fun. Uh, it can be enjoyable. It can certainly be successful. You can weigh what you want to weigh. You can do it in a way that is relatively easy. I, I wouldn't say it's easy necessarily because any change takes effort and, and work, but it doesn't have to be the diet approach because the diets are, and by the way, you know, I always say this, but the, the, the diets, because you say, well, the diets, they're supposed to help us lose weight. Aren't they? <laughs> because a lot of the biggest diets you know of are all owned by big food companies, right? Did you know Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz? Uh, Did you know that Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle? Did you know that Atkins Food Products is owned by the same company that owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon? Did you know that Slim Fast is owned by the same company that owns Ben & Jerry's, <laughs> Unilever? Right, do you know that? You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy, right? And so do these companies, like if those diets really worked, Cause what, what would, what if a diet worked, what'd it mean? It mean to be eating less of their shitty food. Are they really going to promote some plan that helps you not eat their shitty foods? Methinks thinks (laughs) not. Right. And so I always joke, like if they, you know, listen, the day that, uh, Heinz buys program yourself then and puts that out to the world, I'll eat my words, you know, because if if all of a sudden everyone's using program yourself, then, you know, there would be a dramatic drop in, um, food consumption of Heinz products and Nestle products and all that other bullshit. Um, (laughs) and so I don't know, you know what I mean? Like these diets are really out there primarily, uh, to sell food. You know, did you know that like, and Weight Watchers started off in a good way, by the way, you know, it was a woman in New Jersey started off, it was legit, you know, um, but it got bought up, you know, by a big company. It turned into a way to sell more shitty food. (laughs) They used to have Weight Watchers meetings in the, uh, they used to have Weight Watchers meetings in the back of the supermarket freezers, you know, because it was a way to sell their their crap. So, and uh, what did I start this all off with? You know, eating more fiber. And not eating more fiber, eating more fiberful foods, okay? Um, again, there's nothing wrong with supplements, but I would, any day of the week, take natural fiber sources that come in the form of fruit, vegetable, greens, beans, any day of the week over some supplement. And my suggestion to you. I overate today. What should I do? All right. Um, listen, we're all going to overeat sometimes. I tell you, my, my coaching, <laughs> I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions, right? So it's like I would tell you the majority of my coaching is usually talking people down <laughs> from when they've had a bad week or they've eaten the wrong stuff, all right? Um, and so, you know, what do you do? Uh, the first thing is just relax, okay? It's not a big deal. Now, it's a big deal in the diet mindset, right? Because the diet mindset is very all or nothing. And so as soon as overeating happens, you're all, you're done, right? Off the wagon blew it. Oh, I was doing so good. And now I messed it all up. And oh no, right? So um, I always say, instead of being all or nothing, you really ought to work on being all or something, okay? And so you're not all now. You overeat today. Uh-oh. And so now what I say is as quick as possible, right? Anytime I overeat or choose the wrong thing, I want to send my brain a message that we're back on track because The number one most important skill of mastering your weight, not losing weight, of mastering your weight so that you can live at your goal weight forever is the ability to get back on track quickly because you're always going to make mistakes. See, that's the big... The diets are this fucking illusion. It's an illusion. And you can do it. You can eat perfect for a, a couple weeks maybe, maybe a couple months if you're really motivated, right? But anything past that, you're not eating perfect. And so these diets... I get, I, <laughs> diets. I'm a hypnotist. So I am a very aware of subconscious communication and I could, I kinda, I'm going to make this video about diets and just all the reasons why. If I wanted to create a plan that seemed like it was going to help you lose weight, but doesn't, I would create a diet. Um, I'll give you an example of what I mean. Your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives. Okay. So if I tell you not to think about something, I'm going to give you a second here. I want you to get your not thinking muscles ready. All right. I want you to not think about a banana. Don't think about a banana. Don't think about a banana. <laughs> what you thinking about, right? You think about a banana. And so what's every diet doing, right? It's basically saying, don't think about the ice cream. Don't eat the cookies. Okay, I'm going to stop eating the chips. I'm going to stop eating pizza, right? All these diets are food focused on what you're not supposed to eat. Again, crafty, crafty, considering a lot of them are run by big, giant food companies. I don't know. You know what I mean? But so... um. So anyways, this all or nothing idea and the way you even think about weight loss is broken just from at the core. I tell you this to inspire you, by the way, I'm not telling this to make you feel bad. I'm telling you, I know you're feeling frustrated. You think about your weight 24 hours a day for decades, you're not losing any and you feel stuck and you're, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do this? Why can't I stick to something? What's, what's wrong? There's nothing wrong with you except for you have shitty programming that was put there by diet companies and food companies. And now you're suffering the consequences of that and you can't even see your way out of it unfortunately that's why i do all these free things because my mission is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight you know so i have have a coaching program but i also just give everything away for free because this is like my dad died of a heart attack when he was 54 you know technically obese uh unhealthy lifestyle couldn't change it you know what i mean and that's what i see with people they know they should change things they're scared to death they're going to die have diabetes they're scared to death of actual physical things happening to them can't change it you know And so I get out here and just let you know there's another way, you know, inspire some hope in you. Hopefully, because so many people are just like I said, they can't separate weight loss from dieting. They think the only way to lose weight is dieting. And it got you. They got you in a mental prison when it comes to your weight loss. So, you know, when you overeat, again, it's not a big deal. OK, it's about taking a step back and getting back on track as quickly as possible. And that could be anything. It could be going for a walk. It could be drinking some water. It could be eating an apple. It could be going to bed. Um, it could be anything for you. Again, it's always about what works for you. And then I would look at the overeating and I would I would analyze it. That's something people never do. Oh, shit, I overate, And then there's one or two responses. They either beat themselves up about it, reinforcing it, or they just ignore it and put it out of their mind. Oh, that's the that's last time I'm going to do that. it's not and so you have to learn from your mistakes and optimize them again something you're rarely taught to do Um, again you have to learn how to be thin you don't know how to be thin you think you do because you conceptually understand i just eat less food or i eat better That's, that does, that's like saying like, if I've never played the piano, playing the piano, man, it's easy. All I got to do is just hit the right keys at the right time in the right order. And that's simple, that's so simple. You know, it's like, I couldn't minimize that process anymore. (laughs) You know what I mean? And if I said that to someone who plays the piano, they'd be like, you, you are a dipshit. You know what I mean? Like that's a dipshit thing to say. However, when it comes to weight loss, that's what people, everyone does that. Oh, I know how to lose weight. I just need to get myself to do it. Yeah. But you don't know how to get yourself to do it. And you need to learn how to do that. True. No, I just need to get myself to do it. Okay, then why hasn't it worked? You've been trying to lose weight for 30 years. Why hasn't that worked? Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's because you're literally in like a trance. You know, when it comes to your weight loss, just doing the same thing over and over. So, anyways, overeating's not the end of the world. Okay, just relax about it. Get yourself back on track and it's almost symbolic so I'm not saying oh you know you drink some water after you just ate a bag of cookies it, it nullifies it I'm not saying that I'm saying okay you ate the bag of cookies and now you have two choices you can either feel like shit about the bag of cookies for the next three days and then eat more cookies and all the bullshit or you can say to yourself oh, okay what happened there let me get some water I'm back on track what was going on there oh oh I was tired oh something whatever something happened something triggered that behavior That's like another conversation. Um, But yeah, do something to get yourself feeling like you're back on track a bit. And because what can happen is someone overeats and then it could be months. You know, oh God, I was doing so good too. I blew it. And now it's five, six months go by. Okay, now I'm I'm ready to get back on track. Well, hey, five, six months. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't drink enough water. Sure. A lot of people don't drink enough water. I didn't drink enough water. You know, this is why the lifestyle piece is is that in my mind my program, there's three pillars of weight mastery. And I say pillars, but I really mean like a pyramid because the bottom level, the biggest, most important level is your mindset. On top of that is your lifestyle. And then there's the eating. And what most people try and do is just do the eating. And it's like building a house from the top down. It ain't going to work. And that's why your dieting never works. You don't have the mindset for it. You don't have the lifestyle for it. So forget it you' gonna have the best eating strategies in the world if you have those other pieces that aren't working just forget it you're gonna gonna get what you get which is that you're able to eat you're able to do your diet for a couple of days or a couple of weeks and then you can't maintain it you know um or you, you maintain it for a year and then all of a sudden you, you get you make a mistake and you to- it's just gone <laughs> i just talked to someone like that today they did a plan for a year lost 40 pounds and then just one day that was it over you know and that's a common experience for people and it's because Diets are just like a tactic. It's like one tactic, you know. You need a holistic approach. You need a a, a more holistic strategy to master your weight. Um, intermittent fasting, not enough. Uh, keto, not enough. <laughs> I can eat whatever I want and stay the same weight. Why? Because um, that's not true. Uh, what's a fit, tasty, fiberful lunch? Well, one of the easiest ones is salad. I mean, that's what I always eat. Um, and I think that's a good one. But, you know, vegetables... Part of the process of mastering your weight to some degree, you're not going to want to hear this, but I mean, I'm not going to bullshit you here. <laughs> That's why I do this for free, so I can say whatever I want, is that you've got to recondition your taste buds. You know, I just had this conversation with a client this morning. It's like, if you're eating a lot of sugar, eh, good luck. You know what I mean? People say, oh, how do I deal with my sugar cravings? Well, you have to stop eating so much sugar. It's like, some, it's like someone saying, uh, how do I deal with my cocaine cravings? Hmm. <laughs> how do I deal with my, my, <laughs> my heroin cravings? Hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know. You, you have to stop doing the the addictive substance, or you have to cut it down at least. Sorry, you don't want to hear that, perhaps, but come on, right? It's just again, I, I don't. I'm not trying to be aggressive or confrontational, but it's like you got to understand from my point of view. Like you're you're in a trance, like like you're in a like a literal like a you know like you think about hypnotic. You think when you're in hypnosis, you're in a like a zombie. You're not. You don't look like a zombie, but inside you you are like a zombie, just kind of walking along doing stuff, just doing the same stuff. And um, that's what it's like with weight loss for you. I always joke, like when I became a hypnotist, I thought I was going to hypnotize people to lose weight. I didn't realize I would spend my career waking people up out of the hypnosis they were in to lose weight. That was a big shock to me. But here we are, <laughs> you know. Um, someone says, weight loss just takes so long. It's so slow despite your effort and one mistake sets you back. Yeah, that's why I say stop, stop, get off the weight loss train. That's not what you want. You want to master your weight. You want to get to your goal weight and live there forever. And yeah, it takes a while. It took a while to put all the weight on. And so, it takes a little while. But you're so you're so trapped in that time. You're in a time bomb <laughs> because it's like you're thinking and it's not your fault. It's all the weight loss marketing. It's all the diet marketing has infected your brain so that now the time frames you think in are days, weeks and maybe months. And it's crazy. I always say this, right? Just to give you an example of how how you're in a literal trance. A literal trance, and I mean that. If you said today or tomorrow, you said, I want to be a bodybuilder. I'm going to be a bodybuilder. And you committed to it. Think about that. In your mind, you instantly have a longer time frame. There's no, no one on the planet thinks they're going to become a bodybuilder and they're going to work out for a month and, and see much of a difference, even in a month right? It's a long-term life, you know, I'm going to say lifetime, but it's a long-term commitment before you to see any results. But when it comes to your weight loss, oh, I better see results. I've, I've been eating well for two days. What's, why is the scale not going down? You know what I mean? And it's like, you've got to break free of that because it's the most unnatural thing in the world. It, it's like, it's like sitting at the piano and it's like, it's like having a kid come up to you and say, I've never played the piano and I'll take lessons, but if I'm not good in a week or two, I'm quitting. Well, what would you say to the kid? That sounds, that's good. That's a good, I, that's probably smart. If you're not good in a couple of weeks, you should probably quit. Was that what you'd say to him? No, <laughs> you would say, it's going to take longer than that. It takes longer to get good at things, right? But when it comes to your weight loss, you've got the craziest time frames in the world, you know? So weight loss just takes so long. It, that needs to be addressed. And again, the first way you want to address that is you, you got to stop trying to just focus on weight loss and you have to start thinking about weight mastery, mastering your weight. You have to start thinking about a year timeframe, you know, a year. Oh my God. Trying to lose weight for a year. Well, how long do you want to lose the weight for? Huh? Once you lose the weight, how long would you like to keep it off for? <laughs> right? How long do we keep it off forever? Yeah, exactly. Um, oops. Harry says it is true. This guy can eat anything he wants and stay the same weight. Um, how do we make it long-term? Yeah. You change your goal. You know what I mean? Um <laughs> there says, because that's what I believe in my mind and it came true. Yeah, that, that's not true, by the way. Mindset stuff, that's not how it works, okay? You can't believe, I'm going to be thin. I'm going to be thin while you're eating, you know, 3,000 calories a day. Do you understand? So so we have to make clear about that. We need to work on our mindset so that we eat the right number of calories a day, okay? Your mindset isn't going to change physical reality, OK, there, there, listen, there are you can impact certain things physically. There's no question about it. OK, but you're not going to overcome the laws of physics with your mind as far as I know. And if you can, cool, you know what I mean? I, I would love to see that. But um, what ends up happening is your mindset, you know, you may not see And this. I see this a lot with people. I'm doing everything no matter what I do. I can't lose weight. And so, well, you know, you're probably missing a lot of calories that are coming in that you're unaware of. You know, this is a hypnotic phenomenon practically, but it's, a lot of people are in trances. <laughs> um, so, you know, you may be, if you're struggling with your weight and you feel like you're doing everything, it's because you're consuming calories that you're not seeing. That, that, that's that's the answer 90% of the time. And this person says, that, but they're just trolling. So I'm, I'm going to waste my time with that. But how do you make it long-term? Again, the, the way you make it long-term is you change your goal. Your goal, you don't just want to lose weight. You've got to stop saying that. That's such a desperate, impoverished goal. It's like saying, I just want to get out of debt. I just want to get out of debt. Well, do you? You want to get out of debt so you can just go back into debt as soon as you do? Would you want to just get out of debt or would you like to be wealthy and rich? Which one? Right. You choose, (laughs) right? Do you just want to lose weight or would you like to lose the weight for good so you can live at your goal weight for the rest of your life? Because I know you've lost weight before. Are you thrilled about that weight loss that you got three years ago? Are you thrilled about that weight loss you you got and then put it back on? So you don't just want to lose weight. You've got to articulate a better goal. It, you, you don't just want to lose weight. You want to live at your goal weight forever. Do you not? If you just want to lose weight, then, you know, move on. There, there Go watch a meal plan person. Go, go watch, you know, some, some keto person, you know. Uh, that's so true. I used to love salads. Suddenly I got into carbs and it was hard to go back to salads. Now that is interesting. That's what I'm talking about. You have to understand your eating is relative. Your What you want to eat is relative to what you're eating. So you have to understand how to calibrate your taste buds. You know, and so a big part of eating better is eating more boring, eating more bland foods. That's natural foods. So you're never going to believe what I do. I have meals during the week and I, you know how I choose what I'm going to eat those meals. You're never going to believe this. I choose to eat those foods because they fuel my body. So I don't give a shit what they taste like. I call it my living vitamin strategy because, you know, we're all taking, oh, give me supplements, right? Yeah. Look, give me supplements. Why? They don't taste good. So why do you take them? because they make you healthier, you can do that with food. I I, I just discovered this. <laughs> okay, now I'm being kind of an asshole. But I do mean that because it's like, and I don't blame you for this because we're, we're just inundated. I mean, talk about hypnosis. <laughs> every food ad you see is a hypnotic session. Okay, you need to understand that every commercial is a hypnosis session. It's so important to understand this. And so the foods are always, you know, they're messing with your head because they're conditioning you subconsciously. But we've gotten to the point where every single thing we put in our mouth, it's basically about how's it going to taste, you know? And we need to get back at least partially, not completely. We can still eat for pleasure, but you have to strategically manage that. You can't always be eating for pleasure. It's unnatural. It's unhealthy. It's going to shorten your life and it's going to decrease your quality of life, okay? So not everything you put in your mouth has to be about how good it is, okay? Some of it can be about how good it is for you what a crazy idea right but anyways yeah you get into the carbs I did this the other day I ate some kettle corn you know what that is it's like sugar there's sugar in it and it's so sugar and salty it's really good and um, I ate some. I <laughs> had some friends that dropped it off and there was an open bag in the morning I never do this but I did it I eat the same breakfast five days a week for the last 50 years it's like I just I this is what I eat it's a healthy natural good fills me up bop okay so I, I ate like two handfuls of this, this popcorn and then I go and eat my breakfast guess what that breakfast didn't taste as good as it usually does. And I love that breakfast every day. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, that's not not as good as normal. So everything you're eating is relative to what you were eating. And so if you're eating a lot of sugar, healthy natural foods taste like shit. They just taste bland and boring and you're not going to want to eat them. And that's just the facts. <laughs> and if you're eating hyperpalatable, it's called hyperpalatable foods. These processed foods, you know how they create them? Not There's not a bunch of chefs in a kitchen slaving over recipes. It's a bunch of chemists in lab coats trying to find the bliss point of the food. You know how they come up with ice cream flavors for Ben and Jerry's, right? You go, oh, there's two hippies in a cabin up in Vermont slaving over different ice cream recipes, man. No. <laughs> it's They put a person in an MRI, fMRI machine that scans their brain real time and they drip different ice cream solutions on their tongue to see which one lights up their pleasure centers the most. That's what you're up against. Yeah. So, <laughs> keep eating that shit and you're never going to want to eat healthy. Because, it, it, I love eating healthy the second, second, I put a couple of sweet corns in my mouth. All of a sudden, the natural food that I eat every day for decades tastes like shit. I don't. What can I tell you? <laughs> so, what mindset are you? Do you know what I mean? Like there's strategy too, you know. And so, anyways, going off on a tangent here. Or are today. I'm kind of tired all day now. I'm all hyped up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Harry's just yelling. Yes, it is. No, it's not, Harry. You're not eating whatever you want. Staying the same way. Cut it out. Stop with your propaganda. Yes, with vision and imagination, wealthy and healthy and richer. Yeah, of course, right? Food is medicine. Yeah, absolutely. Are bran flakes good for breakfast? Um, Yeah, they can be. You know what I mean? Like if, again, what, what I'm looking for with food is I want to get it as natural as possible, okay? That's what I'm always looking for. The less ingredients, the better. The closer to nature, the better. That's what I want. So cereal's a goddamn shit show. I mean, cereal is just, ugh. You know what I mean? Like, it is just unbelievable out there. I Listen, I don't want to say if there's any questions. I'm going to go into a whole rant here because I'm fired up. W- the way you have to think about the food situation in America right now is you need to look at the f- processed food as the cigarette companies of the 60s and 70s. In the 60s and 70s, I don't know if anyone's old enough to remember this. I, I wasn't born yet. I was in 74, but... I've read a lot about cigarettes because they're fascinating, and I'll tell you why. If you want to understand the situation with the food, you want to look at cigarette companies' 50s, 60s, 70s, because at that point, they knew there were studies out that said cigarettes cause lung cancer, okay? And so they knew this. And so what they did is they sat on the studies, and they flooded the zone with conflicting information, OK, and it wasn't until the 70s came and then like this study start come out and people say, oh, shit, cigarettes cause cancer, which, by the way, remember this, because that's how stupid we are as humans. We're, we're dumb. We're, we're smart. and We're dumb all at the same time. OK, and it's like, isn't it hard to believe now? A hundred years ago, everyone's smoking. And if you're like, oh, you shouldn't smoke. It's bad for you. People look at like you like, like you were nuts. What are you talking about? Right? The ads back then are doctors. Hey, this is the healthiest cigarette you can have. This is the healthiest cigarette on the market, you know? And so it's like literally people are putting smoke into their lungs and not realizing that, well, I'm coughing a lot. That <laughs> people are getting lung cancer, huh? You know what I mean? Like we just didn't do it because it wasn't there. So you have to understand that your intuitions and what you think is not representative of reality. Because people did not think cigarettes were unhealthy 100 years ago. That information wasn't out there. So all of a sudden, the 70s come. The cigarette companies knew. The writing was on the wall. And so what did they do? They divested from cigarettes. And guess what they went into? Yeah, food. And so they brought all their bullshit advertising strategies and all their product marketing strategies and creation strategies into the food industry. Now, I'm not saying, if you look at obesity and type 2 diabetes numbers from the 70s, early 80s up until now, it's just ridiculous. I got to get this. I I have this. um, I, I always show this. This... It's a, you America and it shows like the percentage of people that are overweight till now. And it, it's just, it's gobsmacking. So how we get to 70% of the people over the weight are obese now. And so we have these hyper addictive foods. And so a movie you want to watch to get a sense of the food you're eating and the companies behind them is The Insider, okay? Which is a great movie about how these scientists, it's about the whistleblower who blew the whistle on the cigarette companies because now it's like, Imagine there was a time where you didn't realize that cigarette companies were trying to make their product as addictive as possible, right? It's hard to, we can't go back to that now, now that we know. And so you just said, well, it's just tobacco, tobacco and paper, whatever. No, (laughs) they got these chemists working on stuff. The one that always sticks in my head, there was a lot of stuff they did, but they'd put ammonia in the cigarette. Why? Because it helps you absorb the nicotine faster into your blood. That's what makes it addictive. Okay. The thing I'm trying to tell you is that there was a time when cigarettes were advertised everywhere. There was vending machines everywhere they marketed to kids they had no warnings on them people didn't think of them as unhealthy now here we are 40 years later 50 years later and we all think of cigarettes as being very unhealthy and the rates of consumption got way down in america anyways and so now you look at the foods we're in the same boat there's no warnings on these foods we had to fight to get the nutrition labels on there they're marketed to kids they're fed to kids You know what I mean? Like they're everywhere. There's nonstop commercials for it. They're making the most addictive foods they can possibly make using fMRI machines to make them. And so I would imagine, I hope at some point there will be warnings on food because the foods we're eating now are the number one cause of preventable death, literally death. And so that's the world we live in though, but you are hypnotized to minimize the damage of foods just like people were hypnotized to not think about cigarettes as being unhealthy at a certain point. And now we think that I totally were. So I would suggest to you that you take that upon yourself and start understanding what these foods are because they will kill you. They will reduce your lifespan. And that's just the facts. And so it's up to you. You've got to do it though because no one's doing it for you. There's too much money to be made. So... What if you eat out of anxiety? It does have to do with the hormones, not only the mindset. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I, I, I agree there are real physical challenges. People have different things. So someone who's menopausal, metabolic disorders, type 2 diabetes, um, there are real situations to deal with. The mindset piece comes in, what's the best way I can possibly deal with them? And so if you're an anxiety eater, I would suggest that you come up with some strategies to manage your anxiety that don't involve food that would be my first step. Okay. And then I would work on my lifestyle. You know, the lifestyle piece is so crucial. And again, there's a lot of money made off of you being anxious, of you overeating, of you feeling like shit, of you being tired, of you being unhealthy. There's a lot of money being made, you know? So no one's promoting that for you. But when I talk about lifestyle, what I specifically mean is that, because there's buzzwords now, right? Because people say, "Eh, I don't think diets are working. That's kind of working. It's so funny. I was reading um, an interview with the, the CEO of Weight Watchers because <laughs> it's just a, it's just a marketing company, folks. Do you know what I mean? Like Weight Watchers used to be OK with the group stuff. That was all right. But the idea that you're going to count points, it's just a marketing thing they slap on a, um, tracking calories. Do you know what I mean? They're not teaching you. OK, what the diets are. Every diet is basically one tactic. Don't eat carbs. Don't eat for 12 hours a day. Um, Count your points. Just eat pickles. Just eat cabbage. Don't eat fat. Just eat fat. Don't eat carbs. Don't eat protein. Just eat It's You know what I mean? Like It doesn't matter. It's always one thing and they're always telling you what to do, but never showing you how to get yourself to do it. And that is your biggest challenge right now to lose weight is you know what to do. You know enough of what you should and shouldn't do and eat to lose weight. If you were a robot and you just typed in what you're going to eat all day and then you just did it, you'd lose weight. The problem is, it comes time to do it, and it's like some part of you—you you don't even know where—all of a sudden, it's like you feel yourself grabbing for a cookie and putting it in your mouth and eating it. It's almost like there's some other person in you, <laughs> and uh, you know. So, it's about understanding how to influence your behaviors. That's that's the thing you need to learn, and uh, no one's teaching that to you. <laughs> Who's teaching that to you? Give me one person. Give me one one diet that's teaching you mindset stuff you know, maybe Noom teaching some psychology shit, but, um, you know, how are you really going at getting yourself changing the way you think about stuff? So yeah. So, so in terms of anxiety, it's saying, okay, if the problem is anxiety, the food's not fixing it, you know? So how can you feel more relaxed if the hormones are the problem? So let me get to lifestyle. So lifestyle appeals, oh, I need to change my lifestyle. Um, so anyways, lifestyle specifically, what I mean is you're sleeping the quality and quantity you're getting of it, hydration, relaxation, proper breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. And you get these eight things into your life and life changes. You change as a person from the bottom up. You become a different version of yourself, a better version of yourself, a more balanced, energized, happier, healthier, a more efficient metabolism version of yourself. And that makes everything else a lot easier. You know, but you never think that way because, you know, what you have to understand is your weight loss approach. The diet approach is a complete top down approach where you just assume you're going to be really hungry, assume you're going to have lots of unhealthy cravings, assume you're going to be really tired, assume it's going to suck, assume it's boring, all the rest of it. And then you're just going to force yourself through willpower to stick with it. And that's the strategy you got. And it sucks and it doesn't work. And that's why it hasn't worked. But it's not because you're broken. It's not because there's something wrong with you. It's because it's a horseshit strategy. It it doesn't work. It doesn't work for anyone. I always say, like, you ever, like, a friend come up to you or someone you know, and they're like, oh, I'm going to do this plan. I'm going to lose weight. Do you ever believe them? Ever? Do you ever in your mind say, oh, man, they're going to do it? (laughs) <laughs> do you ever believe them because you don't believe them and when you try it you don't believe you're going to do it either because the diets don't work and especially the craziest part is people like try the same diet oh this is the 10th time i tried it oh, it didn't work again yeah no shit it never works because it, it's ineffective it's in a it's it, a diet is like bringing a stick to a bazooka fight it, it's just it's completely inadequate for what's at stake here weight loss is not it's it's not easy. It's not simple. It's a huge undertaking. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Unbald yourself. That's so goofy. People say that shit. It's so dumb. And I know people think they're so clever when they're like, oh, yeah, hip- hypnotize yourself to have hair. And then tell me. You know, it's so dumb. Um, you know, it's like, I'll let you know. You probably didn't know this, but hair growth and weight are different. Height and weight are different. You know, they, they depend on what you're eating, what you're doing, you know? So, I'm glad I could let you know something here. But that idea is so goofy, you know, it's the, it's the bastion of people that have no, nothing to say, you know, that they're just really pissed that they're not losing weight. And I get that. You know what I mean? Like you're going to find anyone more, <laughs> uh, no one's more sensitive to the plight of someone losing weight than me. I mean, I, I deal with it all day long. People actively looking to lose weight, at, at, feeling at the bottom, stuck, feeling like shit. So my whole day is that. And I have a ton of compassion for the process, you know. What I don't have compassion for is the diets and this idea that you're going to use a diet. I I get it. If the diet works for you, great. But then you wouldn't be listening to this. Do you know what I mean? Like the diets work for very few people. There's always outliers. There's always some people that succeed with any plan, you know. But the majority, the vast majority don't. And there's a good chance for you, if you're watching this, that it hasn't worked for you. And now you think about losing weight all day and night, but then you don't do anything you can't get yourself to take action you just feel stuck and i'm telling you it's because you think you know what you need to do and you can't get yourself to do it but i'm here telling you you don't know what to do that that's my point and i know that that's it may feel like a slap in the face i hope it doesn't but the point of it is this that now all of a sudden you can say ah there's the problem because right now you think you're the problem you think there's something wrong with you and there's not it's it's again it's it's a horseshit strategy you know and it doesn't teach you how to motivate yourself so my program right the, the mindset oh you're welcome yeah thank you for being on tiktok yeah it helped you i'm glad i'm glad it's helped you yoga and PMS. <laughs> um i'm a yoga instructor too so yeah yoga's yoga's great you know <laughs> i'll let it take it out on you yeah right i, I don't care it's fine you know, i get this i always laugh because when i'm doing these lives once in a while i'll get a i'll see like it's a message from tiktok and they're like TikTok, <laughs> they're like, we prevented something from being some comment. We prevented some comment from showing up to protect the community. I was like, I wish I could see those. You know what I mean? I was wondering what people are writing. But uh, I, I like. I'm glad the Unballed Yourself was on this one because I get those just on comments on videos sometimes. I get to respond to them, but it's uh, it's goofy, right? Because it's like, and you, if you ever get to the point where you think your weight is like height or hair growth you gotta take a step back and be like, geez, I'm so locked into feeling powerless. That, that That's what I'm trying to talk about here, because people feel powerless. If you if you think dieting's the way to lose weight, and you've tried diets over and over and over again, and they haven't worked, it's, it's, called, there's a thing, it's a thing called learned helplessness. And they do. I'll give you an example of what I mean by this. They did a, like if you take fleas and put them in a jar that they can jump out of, they'll jump out of it. But if you put a lid on that jar, they'll learn to jump just below the lid and then you can take the lid off and they'll jump just below the lid you see and they call that learned helplessness and so this happens with diets that if you keep trying if you think dieting is the only way to lose weight I've tried lots of diets and it hasn't worked you start to create this learned helplessness effect where you think I can't lose weight I can't do it and the truth is not that it's not you that can't do it, it's the diet approach. And this is why I say most people, though, can't even separate weight loss from dieting. Well, what else, what do I do then? What am I supposed to do then? There's a, there's a vacuum. Oh, how do I lose weight then? You know, um, But there is another approach, and it's a smart, intelligent approach. Well, what is it? Let me just tell you real quick. I know, again, I mean, so I run a program that it's it's comprehensive. I, I'm not gonna sit here and bullshit you. I, I think weight loss, like technically, conceptually, weight loss is the easiest thing in the world. Just consume less calories. Just consume less calories, work out more if you want, and you'll lose weight. It's simple. So simple a child could do it, right? But it's the it's the enacting of that. It's the actually doing that consistently. It's the changing of the behavior. That's the hard part. And no one talks about that. You, you know as little about how to change your behaviors now as you did before you started your first diet. You know what I mean? You never learn that stuff. And that's the main thing you're missing. So I, I hope this this is meant to inspire you, that there are solutions out there. You just haven't been using them. You haven't been aware of them, most likely. That's why I'm always putting this stuff out here to let you know there's another way, you know? Um, what best tips would you give somebody determined to live a healthier lifestyle? That's a great question. And this is this actually coincides with where I wanted to go anyways. Because you say, okay, well, okay, Jim, we're not going to use a diet to lose weight. How are we going to do it? And you're never going to believe what I'm going to say because... Like on one hand, you're probably gonna slap yourself after you hear it. You say, "Christ, that was so obvious." <laughs> it's like the the hardest part of my clients say is like I have to I have to keep them out of regret because I tell them stuff and they're like, "Oh my God, why didn't I realize that?" But you didn't realize it because your brain deletes stuff. Let me give you the example: if you close one eye and look at your nose, you see it. Close the other eye look at your nose, you see it. Open both eyes boop, your nose disappears because there's no need. Your brain deletes it. It sees your nose all the time. It says there's no need to notice it. So it deletes it from your awareness. Your brain is constantly deleting things from your reality. That's a whole nother topic. But so, so, you know, when I tell you this, it's like so common sense, but I wanted to say it just so it points out that you're in a hypnotic state when it comes to your weight loss and you can only think about dieting. But if you want to improve anything, let's just say I wanted to play piano. Okay. I've never played piano before. And I said, I want to learn to play the piano. What would be the better strategy for me to say, I want to learn to play the piano. I'm going to learn right away. I'm going to play eight hours a day so I get good really fast, right? Or I'm going to work with a teacher and I'm going to take lessons you know, every week and I'm going to practice every day at eight o'clock for a half hour. Which one do you think is going to bring me better results? And I think the answer is obvious, right? The first day after the eight hours, my friend, ah, second day, I can't, can't practice my eight hours. Shit, my strategy hit a, hit a wall, I hit a snag. Didn't think of that. But isn't that what happens with the dieting? The dieting is a way overcorrection. I've been getting in arguments the last couple of days about this because how's the dieting mindset? You start here. Here's your normal calorie intake, your normal weight, right? And the dieting is like, let's way drop it down. And when I say way drop it down, I'm talking like the average diet's got you dropping 50 60% of your calories on day one. And then you're supposed to maintain that 50 60% reduction until you get to your goal weight. It's like, uh, What? What? That's like the 8 hours a day at the piano. It's a way over correction. And it's because you're so friggin impatient and it's because you've been conditioned through all every diet ad is what? I lost X amount of pounds in X amount of days. You know? So it it shrunk your time frame to some ridiculous time frame. It's a it's an asinine time frame. And that time frame's got you trapped more than anything else with your weight loss. So, what are the best tips to to live a healthier lifestyle? It's the same tips to master your weight. Let's start where you're at and let's add 10% improvement to it. Not 60%, not to change everything tomorrow and think you're going to do that. You're not, you know? So it's like a healthier lifestyle. Okay. You just l- heard me name eight things. I would start with sleep. Sleep's the, the core of them all. I put them in order. Sleep, hydration, relaxation, proper breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. I think those are the order I would go add them in. But... You might already have some experience with some of them, so focus on that. Again, there's no right or wrong. It's only what works for you, okay? But I would definitely start, if I want to live a healthier lifestyle, again, you can pick any one of those things to start working on them. In my program, I, I, because I, I know it's, oh, that's a lot of stuff to all of a sudden do. I know that. Everything I do is about practicality. So I, I, I show you how to do six of those things in a two-minute routine. But what I would suggest to you is, I would start with sleep, first of all, if you can, now, some people don't have that opportunity. Their, their lifestyle is such that they, they can't sleep, you know, like for whatever reasons. So if that's not the case, focus on the water. You know, pick something and focus on it. One thing, one thing. Imagine that. Ooh, that's not fast enough. I know it's not fast enough for you, but you got to manage that. Your impatience is keeping you stuck. Your impatience is like a chain, you know, keeping you stuck in one place. So a healthier lifestyle, yeah, I would, I would pick... I would look to sleep because sleep affects everything else. And if you can get proper sleep, it makes everything else easier. You know, when you don't sleep well, you're you're gonna have you're gonna you're gonna be hungrier. You're gonna be hungrier for unhealthy foods. You're gonna have unhealthy cravings. You're gonna have less ability to stop those cravings. Your metabolism's affected. You know, in negative ways. Um, Your executive functioning goes down. Uh, Your awareness goes down. You feel more tired right? It goes on and on. So sleep is just crucial, you know? So that's where I would start. And if you can't sleep, you're not a good sleeper. Good news is sleeping is a skill. You can get better at it. Believe that. Um, I've got a whole program that I hear it all the time. Oh my God, Jim, you helped me so much. So I I just say that to you that sleeping is a skill. I used to be the shittiest sleeper ever. I mean a shitty sleeper. And now I'm a master sleeper. (laughs) I really am. I got a whole strategy and routine I use. You know, so I, I just tell you that because you can change a lot of things that you didn't think you could, you know, and when you change them, when you're strategic about how you're doing this, it makes the process a lot easier, more enjoyable, more fun. You know, my weight loss and my weight mastery is really a process. I always say you take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. I think that's an important phase. And so what I'm doing, I'm always looking to optimize myself. And the weight loss is almost secondary to the fact that I want to live longer. I want to have energy. I want to feel good. I want to run a business. I want to be the best coach I can be. I want to, I want to do all these things. And so this, because those things are so important to me, I have more motivation to eat well and live healthy than just want to lose weight. So take that for what it's worth because your motivation sucks right now to, I'll take it a step further. You don't even want to lose weight. You know, just we're being honest here. (laughs) You don't even want to lose weight. You got to make the distinction that there, You wish you'd lose weight, right? You you 10 out of 10 wish you'd lose weight. You wish you'd wake up tomorrow motivated, ready to eat well, and that'd be great, right? And that's what you have to stop confusing wishing and wanting because your wishing is a 10 out of 10. You wish you'd lose weight, eat better, be healthier, all that. Your wanting to lose weight, like actually do something to make it happen, is closer to like a 2, 3 out of 10. Now, don't get upset with me because I'm, I'm saying that to you because... The first thing you need to do if you're even serious about losing weight, the first thing you need to do is get motivated. Cause you're not. You're not motivated. And you're not motivated because you don't even have any clue how to motivate yourself. <laughs> right? I'm not gonna bullshit you here. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna sit here and just listen, I could get on here. I could be a billionaire-selling a uh, diet, you know? I could just hype you up and and you know, just do the bullshit to you. But I'm not gonna do that because I hate it. (laughs) So um, I'm telling you, you're not motivated. You don't even know how to motivate yourself. Think about this, right? That's like in my program, right? There's a, a 60 page workbook that you go through, right? It's your weight mastery blueprints, mindset, lifestyle, eating. And the first thing's mindset. And guess what the first part of mindset is? Motivation. That's like 15 pages of the workbook because you have no idea how to actually motivate yourself. Let me prove it. You think you're motivated to lose weight? On a scale of one to 10, you said out of two threes, bullshit gym. What, what number is it? How motivated are you to lose weight? Pick a number. Okay. Now let's let just do a thought experiment. Don't freak out with this one. It's just a thought experiment. But imagine the person you love most in your life was kidnapped and the kidnapper said, if you don't lose weight this month, you're never going to see this person again. Now in that scenario, what's your motivation? Yeah. Okay. Now I just say this to you so you can experience what real, true, genuine motivation is going to feel like. And I'm not saying you even have to be there, by the way, but you're nowhere close to that. And the motivation is the engine driving the car. If you don't have much motivation, everything's difficult. Once you have a proper level of motivation, everything's a lot easier. Still takes work, but it's way easier. And so do you know how to motivate yourself? I bet you don't. I bet your motivation revolves around the spontaneous pain-based event. You step on the scale. You see the picture of yourself. The clothes don't fit. You have to go to the doctor. Someone says something to you. Catch your reflection. And you get so upset. That's it. I've got to do something. And you, you're so upset, you use that pain to start doing something. And then you either get some results or the pain doesn't work for long, and then you just you stop doing it, okay? So you have no idea how to motivate yourself. So in my program, the first thing we do, it's the Motivation Matrix. Level one is how to use pain and pleasure strategically. Pain is great for making a decision, but it's not good for carrying it out because your brain's a pleasure-seeking mechanism. So if you're going to make your motivation all about feeling like shit and beating yourself up, good luck. You know, so what we want to do is we use pain to make the decision and pleasure to carry it out. You want this process to be one of pleasure. Why do you think you're eating the wrong foods in the first place? <laughs> it's because you think they taste good and it's pleasurable and you want to feel good. So if you're trying to lose weight by beating the shit out of yourself and feeling bad and I look like shit, I feel like shit, I got to stop eating fat slow, I got to stop, I don't want to live this way anymore, I don't want to do this. If that's what you're trying to do to motivate yourself, uh, good luck. <laughs> good luck. It's probably not going to work and if it works, it sucks anyway. It's miserable. So you got to use pain and pleasure strategically. And then level two is intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. It's the literal science of motivation. Do you know there's a science of motivation? I didn't come up with it. I read about it. Do you even know there's a science of motivation though? And again, I'm not busting your chops. I'm just saying this to make you feel hopeful that there's there's another way. (laughs) You haven't done it all. No matter what I do, I can't lose weight. No, stop saying that. You haven't done this stuff. You haven't cranked up your motivation. If your motivation's on a level seven, eight, it's like everything else becomes easier. My motivation is a seven, eight. Why? Well, I reference my father's death. He died at 54. I'm 48. I've been thinking about that number for the last 30 years. I don't want to die early. I don't want to do that to my kids. And so my motivation's way up here, you know? And that's just a little part of it, you know? There's all the pleasure of being the person I want to be, living the way I want to live recognizing my mortality and how i want to spend my time on this planet while i'm alive who do i want to be so you know my motivation is is, is complete and it's here's the other thing your motivation is just spontaneous right and that's why you're you're like really um what's the word you're uh, superstitious almost about your weight your, your motivation And this is why even when you're losing weight, you're like, oh, I'm glad, but is it going to, am I going to keep it up? And then you lose the weight. You're like, oh, can I maintain it? It's just always feel uncertain, you know? And as you have no foundation, you need that motivation to understand what motivates me. Why am I motivated? You know, and there's a process to go through to get there, but I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even ever try and lose weight until you were really, truly motivated. And that's the first step for you. Cause you're not, you're not motivated. Thinking about losing weight all the time is not motivation. I hope that makes sense to you. Because I know I know how you think about your weight more than you do. You're in your head like, God, why don't why do I keep losing weight? What's wrong with me? How come I never do it? Why don't I stick with something? Why do I keep screwing up? Am I ever going to do this? Oh, my mom was right. Oh, this is it. And you're just circling through all the problems and you never get anywhere new. You know, you just keep cycling through the same thoughts and they keep you stuck, you know? So you need to change the thoughts in your head. Again, back to the mindset piece, you know? But anyways, I can get out of here. But if you want to go any further with this stuff, um, first off, you can go and get a free hypnosis session I will give you so you can experience, first off, a different way of approaching weight loss. It doesn't have to be this goddamn white knuckle. You know, it can be relaxed. How about you relax and calm down, feel good. And when you feel good, you start making better food choices. How about that path? All right. And you can experience it for free. Go to my bio, click that link, and put your information. I'll, give, I'll send you a free hypnosis session. And then... As soon as it takes a little bit, a couple minutes to send it to you, um, you'll I'll bring you to a page and I will, yeah, okay, ah, Ginger, all right, yeah. Great, she listened to the session last night. It's awesome. It, it's, you know, it, and is it going to change? Is it going to make you a thin person tomorrow morning? No, but it's a way for you to experience hypnosis. It You'll probably be more relaxing than you've relaxed in the last 10 years and you'll relax, you'll calm down. It'll put nice ideas in your head and you'll find tomorrow you probably trend towards healthier things and so again you have to learn how to run your own mind you know that's what I teach in my program is how to program your own subconscious mind and so as soon as you sign up for that session there's a training three steps to master your weight watch it it's a half hour and I'll take everything I've been talking about I just put together it's a more succinct you know here I'm kind of all over the place people tell me I'm bald and shit (laughs) but uh it's it's so so listen to that and watch it and again, my main message here, my main message of everything I do on TikTok and for free and everything is that there is a better way and I'm going to show it to you. <laughs> yeah. It's life-changing. I'm thinking differently today. Okay. There we are. That's just from the session. It's a 12 minute session, you know, so you can take, <laughs> but this is what I mean about the motivation, by the way, I'm going to call you out on this. Okay. Cause it's like, oh, I want to lose weight. Can you click a link? Can you put your information in? Can you take 10 minutes to listen to a session? Are you motivated enough to do that? Because if you're not, then stop thinking you want to lose weight at least. You know what I mean? Because so often people are like, they're judging themselves like they want to lose weight more than anything when they don't. And that is a recipe for feel like a failure. You know, be honest with yourself. You either want to lose weight or you don't. And if you don't stop judging yourself for not losing weight. You don't want to. I do this with coffee. Sometimes I want to stop drinking coffee and sometimes I don't. I'm in the stage now where I don't want to stop drinking coffee, so I'm not going to try and stop drinking coffee because I don't want to stop drinking coffee. So why would I try and stop? But that's how people are with the weight loss. I'd like to lose weight. That'd be great. But you don't really want to? So stop because it takes a lot of effort. Imagine, right? It, It takes effort to change your behavior. Anyways, so you can list that session there's a, a free training that's really good. I think at the very least it'll, it'll get some wheels turning. And, um, then every day I, I email you, I email you like positive stuff, coaching things and messages and training and whatever. And so I, I'm here for you. That's what I'm trying to say. I was like, I'm a little bit of an asshole today, but I'll make up for it, but I, I'm really, I'm here to help you. I want you to know that I, I genuinely have your best interests at, at heart. I, I really, really do. Um, so let me help you, you know what I mean? Listen to, listen to these things. And, uh, The other thing, I have a podcast program yourself. Then it's on all the the platforms, my YouTube channel, uh, Jim Katsoulis. And I would watch some of that stuff. I just, I put some coaching sessions up where some people let me coach them, um, like one on one and record it. And so that people can watch that. And I think that's really valuable because you get to see what I'm talking about here within context of like real people dealing with real stuff that you'll be able to relate to. So, um, yeah, if you're interested, go watch those. I think they're people have loved those. They're really valuable. And, you know, if, if ever, if you're on here watching this, I, you know, give you that invitation as well, that if you want to coach with me, you know, you can shoot me an email, my emails in my bio or Jim, gym, gym at program yourself, then.com. Um, if you want a, a coaching session, a free coaching session, I'll coach you for free, but we're going to record it. Okay. So you'll let me, you sound like a media release thing so I can put it out, you know, in the world. Um, but, but that's open to you as well. So so if you're, if you're interested in that, uh, feel free, but yeah, go, go check that stuff out, all right? There's a better way, you know? You don't have to struggle so much. There's a better way where you can live at your goal weight. You can be healthier as you've, as you've ever been. You can be happier than you've ever been. Feel like the best version of you. All of these things are possible, all right? You just, you just have to change what's up here a little bit. All right, everyone, thank you so much. Have a great day, and we'll talk soon. Bye.